Now more than ever, it's critical that customers find accurate information about your business. LocalWorks by Yahoo Small Business makes it easy to add, edit, and publish business information across 70-plus local directories from a single dashboard. Ensure your business is found with LocalWorks and save 10% today by using code LWPODCAST. Visit yahoosmallbusiness.com slash local to find out more. Do you know how many files your employees have uploaded, downloaded, emailed, airdropped, slacked, or shared via Google Drive today? A lot of that data has left your organization, and you don't even know it. Visit Code42.com to learn how Insider prevents data exfiltration. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business success, build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. As a part of my TV show, Small Business Network, I recently had the opportunity to interview Jamie Ratner, who's the founder and CEO of Certificate, Arthur Toole, who is the co-founder of Grenada Nut Company, and Tian Wang, CEO of Opus Incorporated. During our conversation, they shared how to revive a business pitch in this new COVID economy. We tackled questions like how to prepare for a business pitch, what investors are looking for in businesses, where to find pitch competitions, as well as grant opportunities. The part of Boost this episode aligns perfectly with is T, tap into new markets. Let's listen in. Welcome, everybody. Good morning. Thank you. I am so excited to have you guys here with me. You know what? I want to just open up the the discussion by just asking how you each had to pivot your business in this new economy in light of COVID. So Jamie, can you kick us off? Sure. So we very quickly realized we were going to need to pivot because certificate is all about family experiences. And, you know, once COVID hit, we, most of our experiences that we're used to, like going to amusement parks and, um, indoor play places, all that was shut down. So we quickly pivoted to certificate at home, um, which included, you know, family experiences you could have at home, including things like meal delivery, um, date night in a box, things like that. And then we moved from a certificate at home to certificate at a distance. And now we're offering family experiences from a distance, such as drive-in movie theater experiences, um, strawberry picking, just things that that families are comfortable to do right now. Awesome. Thanks. How about you, Arthur? You know, for us, you know, we had to change really quickly because for us, it's all about providing pain relief. And people weren't going to the stores. And so they weren't going to the stores. We couldn't get to the doctor's offices to make our presentations. So we had to pick up the phone and uh, build up a whole uh, email campaign and then start doing things like Facebook ads and things that we could do virtually from home. So we were able to do that kind of quickly and then just keep moving. Tian, how about you? Well, for us with our events business, we were sort of taken aback. We had a live event scheduled at American University that was canceled two weeks before the event, and we had 500 or so RSVP. So we had to quickly figure out an online platform 
and get everybody trained. And this was our first time doing it. So it was really trial by fire and uh, we pulled it off. And, um, you know, we just, it was just a huge learning for everybody. I think the biggest thing for me was just to make sure that my team was focused and relaxed and not trying to get too stressed out because we had a lot going on with the world and with society and with our families and everything else. But just to try to stay focused on delivering, you know, what we were known known for delivering, which is a really good product with great, uh, great presenting companies and, and good content and phenomenal networking. And we tried to do, it's not the same as doing it in person, but you know, we, uh, we tried our best to, um, to do it that first time. And now we're on our sixth event and we're sort of getting the hang of it now. It's now becoming sort of our new reality. And we've decided to, uh, to keep doing these on a monthly basis. They're better attended, uh, than our live events, believe it or not. And uh, no matter what happens, even after the end of COVID, we're going to continue doing these these monthly uh, virtual meetings. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I, I love, you know, if we have to look at the, the silver lining of this whole process, it's, it's forced us, this pandemic has forced us to grow new muscles. And so, um, so yeah, so it's been a tremendous growth experience, I think, for everyone in the business community. Um, you know, Jamie, I know for you all, especially with so much of what you do catering to families, I'm sure it's, it's stressful, right? And so what, when you think about the pandemic, everything that's going on, is there any particular thing that you're struggling with right now? Well, the, the, the big struggle for us was that we had, um, we start selling camp in December um, so we had sold thousands and thousands of camp slots um, from December, January, February. Um, and then it became unclear if, if we were going to have kids going back to camp. And still to this point, it's still, you know, there's weeks that the, the vendors haven't decided. Um, so it was a lot of dealing with, we had tons and tons of refunds and, you know, understanding what each business was going to do. And they were not sure what they should do. And, um, so that was a very stressful part of, of this for us, um, you know, and then pivoting as well, you know, get, tr- trying to figure out what, you know, what was going to open and still to this day figuring out, you know, are things going to stay open? And we, we are in, you know, all throughout the country. So it's different everywhere. So, you know, we may have these uh kids entertainment places in, in Texas and California that are open, um, but they could close any day, you know? So it's, it's, it's just staying on top of it all is very stressful and understanding where you should, what you should work on. And it's just, it's become very, very uh, tough, but we're, we're, we're trying to take it day by day and and work through it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you know, and (laughs) The purpose of this conversation was really to look at, um, you know, pre-COVID, you and all of us had got together and figured out, hey, this is what we're going to talk about. And then COVID hit and then, you know, we're forced to pivot a bit. But um, Jamie and Arthur, the thing that both of you have in common is that you all, um, you know, receive significant funding in your business. And, and Arthur, you in particular, you won $50,000, the $50,000 veteran shark tank and and two other business grants within your first year of operations and so i would love for you to share and then i'll you know kick it over to jamie as well um about sort of what are the things maybe narrow it down to three things what are those three things that a person would need to do 
to prepare for their first business pitch competition? Um, that's a good question. So uh, I didn't realize the pitch competitions was a thing. Um, I always assumed that you had to give up equity. So when I found out you could do pitch competitions where there was no equity, it was literally they just gave you money. Um, you know, we, we jumped all in. And the first thing I learned is that you have to know your numbers. You have to know your costs because that's what they're going to ask you. Um, they, before they ask you, can you scale? Before they ask you, you know, what kind of problem are you solving? All the judges were like, you know, what's the cost of goods sold? You know, what's this rate? What's that rate? So we knew our numbers cold. And, um, and I, I use resources like Small Business Development Center to help guide me, free resources to help me get there. The second one was um, learning how to connect with the judges uh, because we were competing nationally and uh, some of our competitors, they, had, they were on their second round of funding. So they, they knew how to present in a professional manner. I think what brought us over the edge was just we were able to connect with the judges. So just know how to connect and talk to real people and present an idea. And then the last one, the most important one, is just practice. We practice every day for the, for the last two weeks. I was in front of everybody. If you were connected to me at all, you heard my pitch at least twice. And those were the things that got us through it. And so we did well. And then once we did that, you know, we, we found other grants and just start, you know, wash, rinse, repeating the process. And that's awesome. safe during this COVID environment. Wow. Well, and you know what? You bring up a really interesting, the first thing you said, know your numbers. And I think one of the things that, um, separate, separated or is separating the, the players from the pretenders with COVID is that so many people going after like PPP and other money. Mm. Um, the fact that if you don't know your numbers, then you basically are running a hobby essentially. And I think a lot of people learned really quickly how important it is to really understand what your numbers are looking like in order for you to even qualify for some of the funding that's available through the SBA and other state and local organizations to just stay simply stay afloat um, exactly. during this period of COVID. Um, Jamie, how about you? Because I know you were uh, on Shark Tank and you got some funding from, well, I say some, <laughs> $600,000 in funding from Kevin O'Leary, which is no small feat. And so I would love to just learn about your experience and if you have maybe a, a few quick tips that you would like to advise the business community folks that are listening to this around what they need to do in your humble opinion um, when it comes to preparing to pitch your business. Sure, and, and I think Arthur, you know, all, all his points were dead on completely with Shark Tank as well. Um, I think you know, Shark Tank, the, the actual process of making it in that room is, is very, very difficult. And the chances are very slim to get to that point. And I think that we got to that point um, because we put 100%, more than 100% into that application process. Um, they asked you to make a video and, you know, fill out all these applications. And, and we just put everything, you know, we made the best, best video we could. We put our best put foot forward. And I think that really got us through. And then I think the other key point was we had to be the ones to kind of, we, we had producers who brainstormed with us, but it was us when it came down to that, you know, designed, you know, what's that pitch going to look like? And, you know, this is TV. So, you know, coming up with something super creative, I think took us to, got us in that, that room. Um, 
you know, we did this crazy roller coaster costume because um, it was, you have to visually show your business. So it's hard. We're an online platform. So we found these costumes and everyone was a roller coaster. You know, they were all part of a roller coaster. So it was great for TV. Um, okay. So, you know, being creative. Um, but, you know, knowing the numbers was, is, is certainly key to actually getting that deal and showing um, that you know your business. Now, and as a TV viewer, and so many people love watching Shark Tank. I mean, I, I talk to folks who are like, I don't watch TV, but that's the only show that I watch. That's the show that yeah. I watch. And so give us a glimpse into like, okay, we see X number of minutes on television, but how much time does it take actually like in terms of filming your segment? So they give you about an hour that you're in the room with them and there is no take, there's no stopping, you know, stopping. It's, it's completely one hour. You have no idea how they're going to edit it. Um, you know, they give you a little, they tell, they told us, you know, you can, because it's me and my husband is my partner. So they told us like we could kind of discuss, you know, before we made that final offer, but there was no privacy. I mean, we were completely, you know, mic'd up and, um, so you, 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 you have to know, you, you have to be able to communicate through your eyes basically, <laughs> um, as to what you're going to do. Um, but yeah, one hour cut down to 10 minutes. Wow. Awesome. Thanks for that. Now, Tian, as an investor, give us your perspective. So especially now in light of COVID, what do you think are some of the things that our investors are really looking at? Because now we know what we know with COVID and so many businesses have had to pivot or shift. So what are investors looking for in businesses? Well, I think deals are still getting done. So early stage companies are still getting funded. I think we saw a lot of deals that were in the pipeline in Q4 of last year get funded in Q1 and Q2 so far this year. Um, I think that you're seeing some asset deflation and it starts at the private equity level with uh, credit. There's a you know a slight credit crunch as sort of um, you know debt multiples have dropped, so that affects asset values on the buyout side, and then that trickles down to sort of your C, B, and A round in early stage. So 20, maybe 30 percent reduction in valuation. Um, seeing entrepreneurs coming up with some great ideas. I've seen you know we've been tracking dozens of companies and. We're seeing them sort of come back with pivots related to COVID, pivots related to sort of um, more socially conscious entrepreneurship, so double bottom line type solutions, um, and more creativity in general. I mean, these entrepreneurs are just really uh, indefatigable, man. They are just really, they never give up. They're totally creative. The the They channel their fear into you know, opportunity and it's just awesome to see. But I think that, um, you know, it, long and the short of it is, and I'm, I tell these entrepreneurs, don't worry about the short-term valuation hit because you're trying to build a big enterprise, right? You're trying to build a, a billion dollar company or a hundred million dollar company or whatever. So the dilution you're suffering today in the long run, because you're going to get your capital today in a tight market, uh, will allow you to grow your business and be successful. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, COVID has affected some on, some investors, especially some of the institutional investors that like to meet. They want to travel to the portfolio company. They want to look the entrepreneur in the eye. They want to touch and feel, talk to the customers. Um, but I think people are now in the sixth stage of, you know, 
uh, grief or whatever, you know, like they're in the acceptance phase of COVID and they're realizing they can't get on an airplane and, and go see people. So they're going to have to make do. And I've talked to several investors who have actually funded deals um, having met and done their due diligence via Zoom. So uh, very interesting what's going on here. Gotcha. Awesome. Now, and Arthur, let me ask you, because I know um, you're really passionate about helping um, startups and small business entrepreneurs to identify um, opportunities. And so where can interested parties find business pitch or grant opportunities in today's environment? Um, so for us, it was, you know, meeting people like, like yourselves that host these kind of um, programs and then um, and just uh, networks and communities. One of the ways we found a veteran shark tank was just through another veteran. And by the way, if you, know, if you have any veterans that are watching uh, this, they just opened up for the 2020 uh, application pool. So the next person that wants to go and pitch for $50,000, go ahead. And if, you know, if they need any advice, free advice, hey, I'm there. Um, one of the things that helped us find all the other grants was we use Google. Right. Google has a free app has Google alerts. You can go in there right now and type in um, business pitch competitions, business grants and anything that comes up um, and shows that it will it will email it to you. And so that's how we're finding all of ours. So it didn't cost us anything, just a, you know, a couple of keystrokes and then you get access to everything that comes out every day. Now, Tian and Jamie, do you all have any advice or guidance for folks looking for money as well? And, and Jamie, I'd be curious to know. Did your business go through application or process with all the PPP or other SBA monies that are available to sort of help you bridge any gaps that may have been created as a result of COVID? Yeah, we did get the PPP loan um, and we needed it. Um, Yeah. Um, You know, and we did, you know, we had to do furloughs and, and, and layoffs as well. Um, But it's been, you know, it's, it's the whole process has been, you know, up and down because, you know, immediately we, you know, we used the money because that was what the instructions seemed like. And, and, um, and unfortunately, you know, now they're, they've extended the, the use. Um, so it put us back again. So it's just stressful to keep figuring out what, what what's going to happen next. Yeah. We, we were fortunate enough to get it. Awesome. And Tian, what about what about you? So, or do you have guidance or advice? I know Connectpreneur puts um, small businesses in front of investors as well. Yeah, we have Connectpreneur. We usually have ten to twelve presenters every month, and we have one hundred and fifty qualified accredited investors on our uh, in our meeting, along with a few hundred other entrepreneurs and founders and CXO level people. But I would just say that it's. Um, it's, it's a little bit harder. So you have to maybe make more, more phone calls, you know, you need twice as many introductions. And because of the challenges with respect to uncertainty that always affects investors mentality, as well as the fact that they can't get together with you face to face. I think, you know, that those are two challenges that a lot of these, a lot of entrepreneurs face. And um, with respect to cost cutting and, you know, conserving cash that's critical right now because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if there's going to be a a third or fourth round of stimulus coming. um, And we don't know what our customers are thinking. So um, as you know, in running a business, I think it's, it's really important to, um, to conserve cash. Cash is king right now. Yeah, absolutely. 
So let's talk about like emotionally um, <laughs> and things that, so, so Jamie, again, I, I, I pivot to you somewhat because I know you're supporting so many families and you have a family. I mean, we all have, have families, but how have you been staying motivated throughout this, this crisis? Well, I think, I think first off, you know, taking care of yourself is the, the, you, you have to, to take care of a whole team of people, but you know, I made sure, you know, I continued my schedule, waking up early, you know, taking a run, doing yoga, you know, just keeping myself sharp and uh, taking care of myself, number one. Um, I think that's kept me in in a good state of mind. Um, Two, you know, keeping, keeping excited and kind of looking for other opportunities, you know, is always, has always been to, to just keep me positive and keep me excited about where the future could lie. And, um, you know, I, I listen to, you know, how I built this, the podcast, um, that really motivates me every day. You know, when I get to listen to that, when I'm, um, just for other business ideas and just, you know, advice and things like that, um, just to keep me focused, um, you know, and it, it is like Groundhog Day. So, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's keep just getting through this right now, I think. And if I'm in a good place, I feel like I can lead my team. I can continue to lead my team and, and keep the others in a, in a good state of mind as well. Yeah. And that's so critically important. You know, one thing that I, I do want to come back to that, that you, you mentioned, Jamie, and I know because I know our, Arthur personally, I know both of you work with your spouses And so I know even without COVID working with your spouse can, can pose a challenge. Right. And so when you add, when you layer COVID onto this, I would love to, what's one or two pieces of advice that each of you would give. And and Tien, certainly you're welcome to join it too, because I'm sure you probably support tons of husband and wife teams. What's um, one or two pieces of advice that you would give to folks who are, uh, working either with their spouse or maybe it's a family-owned business. Um, you know, uh, we've got plenty of father and sons and mothers and daughters that work together and so forth. So, Jamie, let's kick. Let's start with you. What what word of advice would you give? I mean, from my perspective, I know this isn't always possible, but my my husband has, even though he's the president of Certificate, he's continued to keep his other job, and I think that has been really really good for us because. Um, we're not hundred percent reliant on the business. Um, and we, he also has other interests outside of, you know, and other people he's working with on a deal, you know, it keeps some, um, split between us in some way other, otherwise we'd be completely a hundred percent, um, with everything together. So that's been, you know, if possible that that would be, you know, someone starting a business, I would give them that advice. Gotcha. What about you, Arthur? Uh, you know, for us, we just have to understand that, you know, understand that your spouse is just different. We see things different. Uh, we, you can see the exact same thing and have two different perspectives on it. And so being able to communicate, um, you know, always communicate, over-communicate has helped us a lot. Being okay with being frustrated with each other and being able to say, I do not like you right now. I do not like what you're saying right now. Um, <laughs> And, and 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 not being in a in an attacking way, but like just know that that's, that's just part of the process. And then the last, just get you know for Danette and I, just give each other space. Like she goes with her sister every Friday. We know every Friday there's no business. 
It's her and her sister. And then for me, Saturdays, listen, just just give me quiet time and we're good. And that's just worked for us. And uh, we just continue doing that. Yeah, I jokingly tell folks all the time, you know, it's no different than driving, right? If you're on 270, (laughs) stay in your lane. Because if you veer off into somebody else's lane, you're going to get yourself into trouble. So stay in your lane. Tien, uh, what type of advice would you give or do you have for, uh, for either families or couples that, that work together in business? Well, we've invested in some family businesses with husband and wife teams. And I think the key thing is to have that demarcation, like you said, you know, stay in your own lane and then don't take the problems home with you if you can avoid it. Um, I think that's really hard to do. I mean, I grew up in a family business. Uh, my mom grew up in a family business. So these kinds of things, they meld, you know, personal and business meld together. And it's really hard. Um, I like Arthur's idea, which is sort of give each other space. Um, although I would think that's situational, you know, probably depends on on the team. But um, but I think that uh, it's a challenge, you know, it's, you know, to live and work with somebody be 24 seven, especially from home. I, I could, I could hardly imagine that um, for myself, but I think uh, the successful um, couples that I've seen run businesses, they, they do communicate very, very well together and um, they have a tremendous amount of mutual respect for each other. But most importantly, I think they, like you said, they stay in their lanes and try not to, um, to interfere with each other, uh, you know, as little as possible. Awesome. And so as we start winding things down, because I I do, I want to revisit this whole notion of advice. We gave it advice with regard to what you should do with when you're working with a spouse or a family member, but what one piece of advice or maybe even two pieces of advice would you give to folks who are navigating this new economy um, and so I want to open this up to each of the three of you. What, what piece of advice would you give to folks um, who are either about to pitch or they're thinking about pitching um, in this new economy? What, what, what advice would you give? Um, Arthur, let's start with you. Uh, so two things. Just always be solution focused, not product focused. Um, you know, so if you stay there, then you can be flexible on everything else. Because in this new environment, you may have to pivot. And if you're stuck on just selling your one product or your one service, you can miss out on the opportunity. Um, and then just be, just be patient, right? And just keep going. Awesome. Jamie, how about you? Uh, my advice would just to be as scrappy as possible right now, you know, figure out, you know, what, what's really, really necessary. Um, and, you know, figure out ways to do everything for less um, that that'll, buy you way more time so yeah that's good yeah but be shopping for those bargains right (laughs) trying to figure out how to do do more with less because I think you know to your point so many folks you're shrinking even your workforce and so it's like okay so you've shrunk and then you also need to be able to generate revenue in that smaller environment so um thank you for that Tian how about you in the business-to-business environment, which is where we play, you know, we are focused on um, really understanding the customer's pain points and needs and not overselling. You know, I, I was on a, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I was on a webinar with John Scully, who used to run Apple and Pepsi-Cola back in March. And he said, now is not the time for promotion. Now is the time for connecting with emotion. So we mm-hmm. want to connect with everybody, you know, on a human-to-human level first 
and then worry about, we, we think the profits will take care of themselves, hopefully down the road. So um, trying to understand what the real needs of our clients are and then playing to our strengths. So making sure that um, what we do really well, that we keep doing it really well and um, matching it to, to our clients' needs. And then jettisoning stuff that's not been working. This is a great opportunity to clean house, you know, get rid of processes and things that, that you were, or stuff that, that you were doing that really don't have any uh, place today. And, you know, yes, we are furloughing and laying people off, but this is going to be one of the greatest hiring opportunities in our lifetimes once we get to the other side of this. So I think it's critical to stay in touch, uh, keep the networks going stay in touch with people and identify talent that you would want to bring on once you start growing again, because um, there's a lot of great talent out there. We're seeing this um, at, at every level. And, um, and I think over the next, well, once we get out of this mess, who knows when, when that'll be, but for the next 12 to 24 months after we get out of it, it'll be a great opportunity to build a great team. So true. So true. So yeah, we definitely have to be glass half full type of people, right? Because uh, that's what's going to get us on the other side of it. having optimism, um, having hope for the future. So I definitely thank you all. Thank you, Arthur, Jamie, Tian, for your time. Thank you for just sharing those uh, nuggets of wisdom with our small business community. Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com. News, laws, and regulations are changing by the day. We get it. And at ADP, we're here to help guide you with up-to-the-minute compliance expertise so you can pay your people accurately and on time, regardless of what each new day may bring. Learn more at ADP.com. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.